Hello, and welcome to the Moms Who Roar podcast. I'm Catrice, the founder of Moms Who Roar. Throughout this series, you will learn a lot about me and the obstacles I overcame as a single mom. You will also hear how I managed to carry on with our lives despite the setbacks. My story is not unique, and it may be hard to listen to sometimes, but my goal and hope is that if I share what worked for me, then maybe, just maybe, it may help somebody else going through the similar thing. If you are interested in daily inspiration and motivation, please follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Moms Who Roar. So let's get into it. Let's get vulnerable. Let's share, cry, and grow together. Let's roar. The word ROAR is an acronym for how I was able to move through the motions of becoming a single mom. I didn't apply this acronym when I was going through it, but had I, I probably would have been able to work through that time with a lot more confidence. It wasn't until 2015, three years after becoming a single mom, that I was able to reflect on everything I had been through. I could look back on all my struggles with a little less anger and gain a deeper perspective of what happened to me and what I did to move through those stages of grief. Roar, of course, also aligns with my love of the lion and how it ties into my astrological sign, the Leo. It has been important for me throughout life to make these connections between the stars and my real life on Earth. When I came up with the idea of becoming a life coach and motivational speaker, I saw the lion everywhere, all over social media, on packages in the grocery store, bumper stickers, everywhere. Then one day, and I remember this so vividly, I had so many ideas about how I could help other moms out there, but I was always telling myself that I couldn't do it. I didn't have the time. I had so much going on. Work, a baby, trying to stretch each paycheck in order to eat and maintain my apartment, Also, the worst kind of self-doubt and imposter syndrome about what others would think of me for doing such a thing. Who was I to try and tell other women what could help them in their situations? But this one day, I parked in a parking lot outside of a grocery store, gathering my things to go in and buy formula and some snacks. I looked up and out my front window before getting out of my car, And there, staring right back at me on a street lamp post, was a white sticker of a lion, almighty with his mane and crown, giving me a look as if it knew I was not living up to my potential. That's a lot of grief to get from a sticker, but I literally yelled back while in my car, fine, I'll do it. Somewhat annoyed, but also with a new sense of motivation and purpose, I got out of the car, shook my head at the lion, went to the store, went home, and started researching all the ways I could help other women. You can probably take this as a sign as well, if you have been putting things off in your own life, that if things keep reoccurring, kind of nagging you to get to it, just do it, because you will feel so much better once you do. As I reflected back then on my situation in those years, I realized that I had moved through four different phases as I worked through each obstacle or setback. So today, I'm going to go through the first part of the first phase. It is a hard phase, but I promise you, if you chip away at it and make small changes in alignment with it, it will help strengthen you so that you can start getting yourself back together and help you find the motivation to move through the other phases. It's also important to know that you can start this phase as many times as you need before you feel strong enough to move on. 
So if you didn't already know, ROAR stands for Renew, Overcome, Achieve, Radiate. Those are the four phases, and I will be honest with you, the Renew and the Radiate phase took me a long time to accomplish. But this is not a race, this is not a 90-day challenge where you have to rush through as much as you possibly can to succeed. The only person that can measure your success is you. You set the boundaries, the timelines, the rules, and the finish line. You also hit the reset button whenever you need to. You can always come back here and start over. Always. The first phase, renew, is a general resetting of your own personal expectations and boundaries. It also deals with writing up a new daily routine if things in your current day-to-day are not serving you. For the rest of this podcast, I will be taking you through part one of what to do. You will need a notebook or plain paper or even brightly colored sticky notes and of course something to write with. So if you need to pause and get those things, do that now or download this for later and get back to me when you can. If you would prefer printouts for this activity to complete later, please find the link in my podcast description titled My Renew Plan. Many life coaches that I follow use the activity of writing out and planning a lot for their programs and even for their own life, and so if things start to sound repetitive here for you from other resources, it's because it works. It took me a long time to realize it, but half the battle is getting it all down on paper so you can 1. get it out of your head, 2. be able to review and revise it as many times as you need, and 3. Use it as a daily plan or reminder of what you no longer wish to continue to do in your daily life. To start the renew process, we have to know what is no longer serving us and what may be holding us back. So step one, let's get it all out. Take one piece of paper and at the top write, no longer serving me. I want you to take as much time as you need here to write out all of your frustrations and stresses. What are you dealing with that makes your blood boil or your heart ache? What is causing you pain or sadness? What frustrated you the most this week? Was it family, your partner, your kid's father, being alone, someone in line at the store? Was it driving behind someone who obviously couldn't read the speed limit? Do you dread going into work? Are you always tired and sluggish? How about feelings and thoughts about yourself? Do you hold guilt and frustration towards what you cannot do? What are those? Write it out. You can pause this here to do that now or use the printouts and complete it at a different time. I know that this exercise can be painful. It can be so painful for us that we decide not to do it. But I'm telling you, girl, you need to do it. If you do not have someone to talk to regularly about these things, you need to get it out and see it for yourself. It's the only way you can start to work through it. Step two, now let's reflect. Now, hopefully you have completed the first step and if you have, I want you to read what you wrote and I want you to pay attention to how you feel when you read certain things. I want you to be fully aware of your emotions when you read over certain statements. If you wrote down certain situations, reading them back, what emotions come to you? If you wrote down specific people, how does their name alone make you feel or react? If you get any strong emotion of anger or sadness or heartache, circle these things. 
take a moment and read through the things that you circled. These things, situations, or people, these things are not serving you right now, and they may be holding you back from healing yourself. Now, I don't know what your page looks like, but for me, my strongly held emotions were towards my daughter's father, the daycare she was at, my relationship with my own father, and being and feeling utterly alone, overweight, and miserable. As we work to rebuild or renew ourselves, these are the things we must let go of for now. We are not strong enough today to continue to have these things in our lives. It is not easy, but I suggest you pick one thing to start letting go of. I know this is not easy because for a lot of us, we have circled some form of human relationship that we feel we absolutely need in order to feel some sort of human connection other than to our children. But if that person brings up feelings of anger or hurt, the energy it takes us to remain in that relationship alone depletes the energy we could use towards improving our lives and raising our babies. The other hard thing we may have circled is our job or current living situation. This is equally as hard as a relationship because we must find a way to sever that tie and move on to something better that serves us. This is not easy, not for anyone, and it will take a lot of work and effort. But if you stick with me here and you draw out a plan, you will find that planning it all out gives you the control and when you are in control, you can make it happen. Okay, now step three, on a new page at the top right, things I'm letting go of. In the top half right, things I can let go of now, then halfway down right, things I can let go of later. This will be your new commitment to yourself. Based on what you wrote down and circled above, what are you ready to let go of? You can write down feelings and emotions here like guilt and anger. If you wrote down feelings about yourself, what in your daily life do you do or don't you do that lead to those feelings? Do you drink more alcohol than you want to? Can you let that go? Do you stay up way too late on your phone, which contributes to being tired? Can you limit that now? In the now half, I want you to think of easy things to let go of that would positively impact your life, and I want you to write down how you can make it happen starting tomorrow. The things in the later half, I want you to write things down you are not yet ready to let go of, but maybe after you work through the now half, we'll be better able to let them go. I want to also remind you that letting these things go now does not mean forever. Relationships can be repaired, but if the current relationship you have with someone is hurting you, you need to acknowledge that and take time that you need to find a way to have a healthier relationship. In my own life, when I was going through this process, this is what helped me. I held a lot of anger, like a lot, towards my daughter's father and my own father. For years, I was so mad at what my daughter's father did to us and confused and brokenhearted and angry at my own father for leaving me at age five. That is a lot to hold on to. I don't know if you have ever experienced so much anger that all of your muscles were so tight for so long that your body just doesn't function or move right anymore. Well, that was me. Slowly and painful becoming twisted with all my stress and anger that I held on to. With my daughter's father, you know what happened if you listened to episode one. After I was done being in shock, I was just so mad and I honestly did not see a future where I wasn't mad. 
even after he got better and wanted to be in her life again and have her at his place overnights, oh, my anger and anxiety was through the roof. I was a mess. But as my daughter got older, she could sense I was not well, and it started affecting her, and I hated that. I took some time to reflect and chat with friends on my anger, and of course, they all said my anger was justified, but I knew that holding on to it forever was not going to help me. It was not going to change anything about the past or what he did, so I started journaling. I wrote it all down, multiple times. I read it back and reflected a whole lot more. And I realized that by me being angry with him while he was actually trying to improve his own life so he could be a part of our daughter's life, which is what I wanted and was so mad about to begin with, that anger would not allow my daughter to experience her father in any way but a negative one. And I didn't want that for her, especially if he was honestly going to try. So I started talking with him via text He was excited to share his accomplishments at AA and how long he had been clean, his new job, and all the things going well for him. I told him I was proud for him, and I let him know I was willing to try and be civil, but I set boundaries for myself and him, and I set my expectations for him when he had our daughter. Did it always go perfectly with no arguments? No. We still had those, and still do to this day. But back when I decided to basically forgive him, it released a lot of my anger towards him. I needed to distance myself from the thought of him and what he did to me and see what he was actually trying to do for our daughter. And I'll tell you that day, when people say they feel as if a weight has been lifted, I truly felt like I could breathe, like really breathe. I let go of my anger towards him and I swear to you, it opened up so much more for me. So part of the whole renew process is to work through these things that we can let go of in a a physical or a mental sense. So if we have people in our lives who are holding us back in the way that my daughter's father was holding me back, I want you to do the same thing so that you too can feel like you can breathe again or that one certain situation or person is not holding you back. So steps one through three are really important just so you can sort out everything that you're going through and kind of focus on one section or area that is going to be the easiest thing for you to let go of. As for my dad, who I mentioned earlier, I did the same type of reflection on how he showed up in my life. And I did this after I had already let go of the anger towards my daughter's father. When I was older, I did try reaching out to my dad, and I even went to visit him a few times. But for all the time that I have known him, he has been an alcoholic. I held so much sadness and anger towards him simply because he could not fix himself to be the father or dad that I wanted. But I have no control over his life, and I cannot change him. I can only change me and how I react to his choices. So painful as it may have been, I had to stop contact with him. I had to let him go. I felt so guilty for not being able to be the one to change him, to make him better. But I had to stop carrying that guilt and anger around every day because there was nothing I could do to make him the way that I wanted. Once I released this and let him go, I felt even lighter. So I understand that if you have to let go of a relationship with a family member or your children's other parent 
It's going to be very hard because we want so much to make things right, but I'm telling you, the only thing you can fix and make right are the choices that you make in your life. And it's so hard to see that right now because I, I've been there where I just wish we could go back to a time or a place where things were the way that we wanted them. But it's not that same place right now. Things are different. Things have become more complicated. You are older and you have more things that you have to deal with and are on your plate. So I strongly encourage you to practice the first three steps and to sort out the things that you feel like you are ready to let go of and identify the things that you know that you probably should let go of but just are not ready to do that yet and know that you're going to work on it in the future. Once you let go of these things that are weighing you down or holding you back, I promise you, you will start to wake up every day with a lighter heart and more motivation and determination to go after the things that you truly want in life. So once you feel comfortable with your step three, step four is then to act. So step four is pretty basic. Once you've made your list and you identify the things that you need to let go of, I want you to go out and take action to really start distancing yourselves from those negative things or the things that make you feel angry or sad and come up with a way to set those boundaries. It can be as easy as just not responding to that person anymore or situation or it can be, hey, I'm taking some time to really focus on me and my children. So you're not going to be hearing from me for a very long time until I'm ready to reach back out to you. And you have every right to do that to whatever individual this may be, whether it be a friend who you feel like you need to keep around, but they're really negative, a family member, or like I said, the other parent of your children. I want you to join me now for a quick visualization practice before the end of this episode. These are also so important for the renew phase to visualize what our future will be like once we make these hard changes. After this visualization ends, so will this episode. Please join me next week for part two of the renew phase. Get into a comfortable position and close your eyes. I want you to think back on all of the things you wrote down that caused you stress or pain or anger. All the things that make you feel unwell, unhappy, or unloved. All of the negative feelings, interactions, relationships, or situations. Inhale and become aware of all that you are feeling right now. And as you exhale, I want you to let it all go. Exhale out all of the emotions and feelings you have right now. Take a deep breath in and out. Now return to normal breathing. I want you to imagine we are one year in the future. Picture yourself outside on a beautiful day. The temperature is perfect. You are sitting in the sunlight watching the people you love be happy and enjoying the day. They are happy because you are happy and you feel surrounded by their love and the warmth of this day. This day is the day you have worked so hard for in the past year. You set out to renew your life as a mom and as a woman. 
you found a way to take back control. And as you breathe in and turn your face towards the sun and all of its warmth, you can feel how whole you have become. You reflect on how the hard times challenged you to become this better version of yourself. You rose to the occasion to remove what was no longer serving you so that you could become a whole person again. You are amazing. You are strong and you can feel it. As you breathe in one more time, become aware of all that you are feeling right now as your future self. And as you exhale, open your eyes and begin your journey towards that life.